morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Oni Pollock and I'll be your host every Wednesday morning. Hey, didn't I prove it last week every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. That's right. Last week, the Nahum Siegel Network was in Boca Raton. That includes myself and I did this show. I recorded it on a Tuesday. I did the show from a side room at the Boca Raton Synagogue with my laptop. ZK, our chief engineer, set me up with a... I don't even know, some USB that attached to a mic that attached to my computer, and I just connected this and that and that and this. And I did my show, and I made it work, so I thank ZK for that and uh, the rest of the team for bearing with me as I recorded the show from a, from a little bit of a side room at the Boca Raton Synagogue. But hey, it worked. The show went on, as it must, and uh, I've been here every week, Wednesday morning. And let me tell you, this week I, I get into the studio... And uh, a little bit of a pep in my step for this show for this week. I'm I'm pretty pumped. Pumped for multiple reasons. A, this week is Purim. Purim is my favorite holiday. Many reasons for that. Purim is by far my favorite, favorite holiday. Love it. So excited for it. This week, uh, this week and this year. This year I'll be hosting a suda at my own apartment. We're expecting over just about 30 people, and I have no idea how my apartment's going to fit 30 people. That's a different story, and uh, maybe I'll have an answer for you at uh, this time next week. 30 people, 25 people eating. We're expecting over 30 by the time you know people show up and whatever. Uh, the the Suda is going to be, as as the young kids say, it's going to be lit, right? Suda is going to be hopping, a lot of music, a lot of food. One or two drinks, I'm sure, will be served. Everyone is over 21 as far as I know, so the suit is going to be hopping. It's a great, great time. The over, Around the YU area in general, Purim is always a a fun, fun time. The, um, the Chagiga that goes on, I've been there for, sheesh, I want to say like five different Chagigas. Thinking about attending this year if they let me in. I hope uh, I hope I could get the in, but... Uh, Hopefully we'll be attending that on, what is it, Mote Shab, a Saturday night, and then Sunday, fun day, Su'uda day. But Purim's by far my favorite, favorite holiday. This week on the show we will be having Purim music throughout because I wasn't sure if I was going to do it this week, next week. I figured, let me do it this week. If I'm still feeling it next week, we might do a little more Purim next week, but it's Adar. You know, in theory I should have been doing it since, even last week I should have been doing it. Um, but definitely this week, a lot of a lot of Purim music. Pretty excited for that. A lot of good choices. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, why else am I excited this week? How about Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic? That's right. Israel not known for being, forget about baseball fanatics, but baseball players. And this year, Israel, they qualified for the World Baseball Classic. In 2013, they just missed qualification uh, they went 2-1 and one in their qualifiers, but unfortunately that last loss uh, to Spain after beating Spain the game before, they weren't able to qualify. This year, however, this year things have changed. They went 3-0 and in their qualifier. And uh, so they qualified for a pool, I think their D was South Korea, with Chinese Taipei, if I'm, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, and then the Netherlands. South Korea, according to World Baseball Rankings, were ranked, I believe, 3 Chinese Taipei 4 and the Netherlands 9. Where is Israel? Let's scroll down the list. Scroll down, 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 down. 41. That's right. Israel's ranked 41. Now, I don't know what these rankings are totally based on. Obviously, if if uh, 
the the team that Israel uh, fields right now is not a team Israel will ever field again. Is not a team that is just not a team that that really ever plays for Israel, right? So so the rankings are based on the Israeli baseball players who are obviously not as good as the American baseball players. I don't think that needs to be said. Uh, so they wouldn't be ranked as poorly as 41, but they're definitely the underdog in this tournament. And 2-0, and what was it, Sunday? Well, it must have been Monday night in Korea. So it was early Monday morning in America when when Israel defeated South Korea, the host nation there. And then they destroyed Chinese Taipei. I guess it was Tuesday day in Korea, Monday night in America. So they're 2-0. and they face the Netherlands tonight. I think it's tonight or is it tomorrow night. Whatever it is, they face. I think it's tonight. They face the Netherlands tonight. They pretty much locked up a spot for the next round, um, which is exciting. What's What's a shame about Team Israel is that first of all, they ha- they have some great players, right? They have former major leaguers Ike Davis, Ty Kelly, Josh Zide, former Houston Astro great, and we actually had him on the show a few weeks ago to talk about his team, team Israel experience back in September and and. He uh, um he went with uh what was it eight nine ten players and their families to Israel in I want to say January and so they loved it. We talked about their experience. Josh Zayed actually three scoreless innings to close out the opening win. So uh, maybe a little bite sized luck. Well, he's actually a good player, but um we'll we'll attribute it, his success to bite size. So he was on the show earlier. But Team Israel again two and zero. Underdogs, a Cinderella story of this tournament. So they go on to face, uh, they, again, they have the Netherlands, and then they will probably advance to the next round, and uh, we'll see who they play then. I believe the next round's in Tokyo. I'm not certain about that. But what what, it, what the shame is, is that Team Israel could have had even better players, right? They could have had, uh, let's think, Milwaukee Brewer, Ryan Braun, Detroit Tiger, Ian Kinsler, Houston Astro, Alex Bregman, uh, Cincinnati Reds, Scott Feldman. These are these are you know four great players, really good players uh, that they could have had. It seems like from what I've read in the articles, Team Israel would have had a better team had they not been playing in Korea, right? A lot of these players that are on the team now are minor leaguers, want to expose themselves to the national, uh, you know, nationally. So they go and play because you know th- this is the biggest stage that they're going to play on, maybe for the rest of their career, maybe this is their next big chance. So they go and play; they'll, they'll schlep to Korea. But you have you have established stars in the majors like Braun, like Kinsler, a guy like Bregman, who actually is going to go play for Team USA, and they get to play in Miami. So they're like, sure, you know, some some of them are just going to drive down to Miami, a short little flight because they're already in spring training in Florida, or a little flight from Phoenix or where they are in Arizona or Florida to Miami, and that's all they have to do. They're going to play for Team USA, who is obviously one of the favorites in the tournament. So I can't really blame them for turning that opportunity down, but. If Team Israel was playing in America, it's possible they could have had a much better team. It would have been not saying that they don't have a chance in the future because, listen, they're already proving all their their haters and their doubters wrong, but it would have been a lot of fun to see a guy like Braun, a guy like Kinsler, a guy like Bregman, a guy like Jock Peterson who played on their 2013 team. But Peterson uh, mentioned he wanted to focus on his spring training and winning a role with the Dodgers, so he bowed out. But it would have been a lot of fun. But still, nonetheless, this team is fun to watch. The Mensch on the bench, huh? How about that? Their their uh, official, non-official mascot. A lot of cool shirts. I'm trying to think. What was it? Jews? I forgot. Some some of the just a lot of good shtick. A lot of good shirts. 
a lot of good apparel, fun apparel, nice apparel. I really got to get myself one of those. Uh, first of all, those hats are incredible. Awesome hats in general. Uh, their jerseys, I prefer their white jerseys. I don't think their gray jerseys are so nice, but they have a lot of good, again, a lot of good shirts, a lot of good shtick going on. How about the uh, the national anthem? When Atikva's played, they take off their hats and they put on kippas. What a cool moment. I'm sure very few of them probably own a kippa. But still, nonetheless, a really cool moment. So Team Israel has me hopping, has me in a good mood. We'll hopefully be seeing them next week in the next round, which will be a lot of fun to watch. I hope everyone's staying up to watch. I know it's available on MLB Network. I know the times are rough. MLB.com, MLB TV. Times are rough. It's it's hard to watch them, but still. This is Team Israel. It This happens once every four years, and it, and it doesn't happen often that Team Israel itself is in it. So let's continue supporting them. I know I will. I hope you will. So that's my Team Israel opening. This is probably my biggest opening in bite-size history, I guess, if you will. Um, so I hope you're enjoying it. More about this show. So let, let's talk a bit of what you can expect for the next two hours here on Bite Size. This week we have uh, two interviews with our most regular contributors. At 9.30 we're going to have uh, Joanna Sheps, and she joins the program. She talks with a few volunteers you workers at Yad Sara, a wonderful organization in Israel. So you're going to make sure you want to tune into that. And about 10 a.m. or so, Tova Connect will join the program, and she speaks with people at Tanufa. Um, we'll have more about that shortly. So that again, that'll be about 10 o'clock, so make sure you tune into that. But we have plenty coming up on Bite Size. Again, Purim-themed music for this week's show, and this week's Four to the Door little teaser will be Purim-themed. Jamie's excited. I'm excited. So... Again, that's about 10.50 or so whenever we break in from music. But perm theme music throughout. But as usual, Wednesday mornings, we start off with every song. And frankly, I think this is perm thing. I, I mean, this is everyday themed. You want to be in a great mood. This is everyday themed. But works perfectly for perm as well. Mahapecha shel simcha. Thank you for tuning into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Single Network. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים Oh, I'm being cheated 
has come. Queen says no. Advisor says it's time for her to go. With Vashti gone, Ahasuerus needs a queen to call his own. Esther is brought, Shushan's a buzz. As the king goes, ooh la la. But there's one sound that no one knows. What does her mind say? Kill the Jews with no remorse, but of course he lost. As he went to the Hashverosh, he went for the stroll, came back and behold, what does her mind say? What does Haman say? A little uh, spoof off of that song that was pretty hot in, what was it, I guess three years ago. What does the fox say? Uh, some good shtick. Again, perm-themed here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. And here we are, told you about 9.30 or so. Joanna Shepson is here joining the program. She speaks with a few volunteers at Yad Sarah. Here's Joanna with them right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. Today I have the pleasure of being in the Yad Sarah offices in Yerushalayim. And uh, Yad Sarah is a very special organization, and you're going to learn a lot about what they offer 
um, Israeli residents and also what they offer tourists who are coming from abroad. I'm sitting with Sharna Duchanov, and uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about Yad Sarah, some background, and then uh, we're, I'm going to ask her some questions about the tourism focus at Yad Sarah. Hi, Sharna. How are Hi. you? So tell me a little bit about what Yad Sarah does for someone who isn't aware of what they of what they do. Well, I like to say that Yad Sarah is not just about lending wheelchairs. Most people know about Yad Sarah as an equipment lending service, and that most people have their first experience with Yad Sarah because they need some kind of medical equipment, and everyone tells them that's the place to go. But Yad Sarah also is an organization that has developed a broad range of different community services, different social services, and way beyond just the lending of equipment that started 40 years ago in Uri Polyansky's living room. So it's actually beautiful because a few weeks ago, um, someone had mentioned to me there was a new visitor center here. So I came on a tour, also thinking this was a place I had come to borrow crutches when my cousin broke her leg and she needed some help. And I didn't realize all the other things that Yad Sarah can do. Um, one of the things mentioned in the movie is about Yad Sarah's new services for tourists who come into town and have special medical needs. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, any tourist who's coming from abroad can call in advance and arrange for the full range of medical equipment and services for people with disabilities. Um, we have special wheelchair locking vans that can pick you up at the airport and take you to your hotel, which can be outfitted in advance with hospital beds, all kinds of um, aids to the bathroom, or it can also be done in a home or apartment. And we also then have services that can take you on trips all over the country. And again, in our specially you know, specially adapted um, wheelchair locking vans. What's the name for those wheelchair locking vans? They have a name, right? Well, in Hebrew, we call them Nechoniot. But in English, we call them Yad Sarah vans. One word. <laughs> That's one of those words that doesn't translate well. But Nechoniot is a mixture of Neche, handicap, and Mechonit, car. So it's an Ormonit, which is a taxi. So it mixes them together. Um, I actually saw in the video there was a story about a family that was making a bar mitzvah and the older grandmother was worried she wouldn't be able to come. And then you see how Yad Sarah helped them prepare the hotel room, prepare, get her in a van that could take her to the hotel. It was really incredible, allowing this woman to enjoy the simcha of her grandson's bar mitzvah. Um, these services really sound amazing. You know, for someone who's coming with special needs and doesn't want to bring a wheelchair on the airplane with them or needs just something as small as a, an extra chair for inside the shower, um, Yad Sarah can arrange even to deliver these things to their hotel or to the airport. So um, how does the fee structure work? How, what does Yad Sarah charge these people? Well, like all of Yad Sarah's services, it's dependent on the deposit. The deposit varies. Uh, depending on the value of the equipment. And the deposit is returned at the end of the trip when the equipment is returned. Fantastic. So for anyone who's listening out there and is thinking that this is a service that they need or some, a family member needs, you can email yadsara, Y-A-D-S-A-R-A-H, at funinjerusalem.com, and that email will go directly to the Yad Sarah customer service line, and they will get back to you, let them know which equipment you need, when your trip is scheduled for, and where you're going to be staying. 
Now I have the pleasure of sitting with Rivka Marchand, who is a volunteer who's been working in Yad Sara for over seven years. And Rivka um, leads tours in the new visitor center. Hi, Rivka. Hi, nice to see you. Nice to say hello to the people who hear this. <laughs> so Rivka is actually originally from Puerto Rico, and she made Aliyah 12 years ago? 12 years ago, yes. And she volunteers at Yad Sara. Tell us a little bit about what the visitor center used to be like and what the new visitor center is you like. Know, it just happened that I brought a friend from Puerto Rico who was kind of sick, and I said, I've heard about this place that they teach you how to do small, small things in the house that you can help yourself and I brought her, and the impressed one was myself. So right away, the next day, I called here. I said, how do I volunteer? And right away, they gave us uh, 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 some classes for, for a couple of weeks. And here I'm, I am still. That's and fantastic. I, I love it. Now we have a movie that it's so impressing. I mean, this movie is... I, I don't get tired of looking at it because it's really like being in a real theater, big theater. You you have to look back to see the, the action. And uh, we help everybody here. No matter who it is, Arabs, Christians, Jews, from everywhere in the world who comes asking for help, we lend the equipment, medical equipment. Many people don't know that we that's exactly what we do and uh, when I, I when I am doing the groups and when I'm talking to them I like them to participate with me instead of telling them things I ask them questions like what do you think is the the equipment that we borrow the most here we we land here and they start saying well, crutches crutches everybody thinks it's crutches when I tell them no it's the uh, pump for the mothers. <laughs> what? Yes. For thousands we lend them to, to the people here. Because as you know, Israeli women, they like to have babies. <laughs> <laughs> so also the cribs, they are the best cribs for babies that I have seen. It's fabulous because instead of going out and spending a lot of money on a crib that's going to last you for two months, exactly, you can borrow it from Yad Sarah. You can borrow it from here. And uh, like that, everything. We can put a hospital in your house, a whole hospital in your house. And for families who are visiting from America, when they come on a tour, do you feel like they get a real picture of everything you do? Oh, yes, definitely. I love it. Right now, we're not doing the movie in Spanish. But I used to do all the Spanish-speaking groups. And we're lots of people. Whenever I would walk in downtown, I would see a Rivka. Oh, they'd stop you. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning, it would surprise me. But no, I, I was used to it. But right at this very moment, we don't have the Spanish-speaking people. Because we don't have... Although I had to do something the other day. I had to... Because everybody said they spoke English. And then they said no. So I was... I was uh, Translating <laughs> as it was going? <laughs> Yes, at the same time. So at the visitor center, you get to take a tour of the actual building. You get to watch some movies that describe the process. And when kids come, there's even a trivia contest at the end where they ask the kids very questions. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. I remember we used to have uh, young boys come to see the wheelchair uh, room. And they would each get a wheelchair and they would start fighting as, if, as they were like in the movies, you know. They all have fun here. And they learn so much, so many things. The kitchen, the, we have a model apartment that has everything, bedroom and, and uh, bathroom. And 
And the kitchen, they love the kitchen because there's so many small gadgets, even things that you don't have to buy. We teach you here how to do it, you know? It's and fantastic. It's when when I brought my son's class here from uh, middle school, they looked at all of those gadgets and the first thing they said was, how can we create something? What yeah. other gadgets do you need? Exactly. What other you know issues do people have that we can help solve problems? And the one thing is that people think that Yatsara is for old people. No, a young boy can have an accident, break a leg or whatever, and they use us just the same. Thank you so much, Rivka. You can tell how exciting it is to volunteer here just by your enthusiasm for the story. And yeah, I love it here. I love it here. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thanks to you. Bye. Today, I really lucked out coming to Yad Sarah because there was a meeting going on of volunteers, English-speaking volunteers, and I got to meet Susan Schwell, who's been volunteering here and leading visitor center groups. Um, so Susan, tell me a little bit about what you enjoy, why you enjoy giving these tours and some of your favorite aspects of the tour. Okay, what I really enjoy doing is meeting the people who come, who show an interest in what Yatsara does. Most have heard something about Yatsara and they think they know everything about the organization, but it's so much more. Most people think Yatsara is an organization that lends wheelchairs and crutches and the services it provides go far, far beyond that. Uh, all kinds of medical equipment, uh, support services, computer day programs at the, at the rehab, the day rehab center, uh, arts and crafts um, that, that are for people with disabilities and people who just want to volunteer and give back to Yatsara because uh, they've, they've benefited from the services. People who just benefit. Volunteering at an organization like Yatsara is a win-win situation. The volunteer and the recipient win, and it's not quite sure who benefits more because it is so rewarding to give of oneself and to help other people. As I said, I volunteered for a number of years, and whenever somebody thanks me, I thank them because it, 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 gives me, it enables me to meet all kinds of people an understanding of what people are coping with and uh, finding ways to help them. And Yatsara is an excellent organization for being creative in an, and innovative when they when volunteers recommend uh, certain things that people might that might certain ways that might enhance people's lives. Yatsara really tries to get on it and try to find ways to help people. Equipment in their their um, exhibition center. It's set up as a house, and it's every room of the house and how life can be improved in that room. There's a living room with chairs that help people get in, that are, make it easier for people to get in and out of their chairs. The bedroom has equipment for the bed and getting in and out of bed and uh, ways for people to dress themselves if they have use of only one hand. Uh, the, the, uh, the kitchen has um, all kinds of gadgets that make enable a person to feed oneself and independent living, which is a big focus for Yatsara. Modified wheelchairs to, to the needs that people have. Yatsara also provides tourist services. Yes, right? Charna spoke about yes. that. Okay, she told so us. Tourists, if they know they have special needs and they want to come to Israel, they contact the tourist service office and they will give them anything from commodes, crutches, wheelchairs, oxygen, anything. They even provide the service of meeting somebody at the airport, if, if that is necessary. 
If not, they, they get all, everything that they need either at their hotel or apartment, and it's all waiting for them when they get there. Fabulous. And for families who are coming on vacation here and just want to come and visit your visitor center, um, will they see all those different aspects of Yad Sarah when they're here for their one- or two-hour visit? They will see a good part of it, and if there's something that particularly interests them, the tour can be customized for them if they have an expertise or a special interest in what we provide. I once did a tour of a, of a group of nursing students from the United States, and one of the girls came from Africa, and, and her family lived in a small village, and she was so impressed by the services that Yatsara provides that she made a connection with somebody, and they were going to contact someone in that village and suggest. They, Yatsara doesn't actually bring the service there, but make suggestions to them as to how they can improve people's lives in these villages. Uh, a lot of people leave the tour saying they're going home, they're inspired, they're going home, and they're going to find some place to volunteer. Uh, un- unfortunately, most, most of Yadsara's services cannot be re- replicated in a bigger setting like in the United States or England or France because it, it's too vast. Uh, but here at Yadsara, it, it works perfectly for Israel with over 100 branches throughout the country and I understand close to 700,000 volunteers. It's, um, it's amazing. It, it's amazing what we can provide. So I guess my message for all of those listeners out there is if you're a family coming to visit Israel, this should definitely be one of the activities on your itinerary, and you should email Yad Sarah to arrange that. If you're a tourist with special medical needs, you should email Yad Sarah in advance to find out how they can help make your trip easier. And... If you're a volunteer, you're a person living in Israel who wants to volunteer at Yad Sarah, there are so many different branches. The, the main headquarters is in Jerusalem, but there are different offices around the country. And again, just email Yad Sarah, Y-A-D-S-A-R-A-H, at funinjerusalem.com. And uh, the wonderful staff here will get back to you, and they're going to find a way that to make a win-win situation where you'll be providing services and you'll for sure be getting something back in return. It's a wonderful place to volunteer. Thank you, Susan. Okay, you could add an afterwards, though, mm-hmm. that if people are here, like students who are here for the year or while they're here and they fall or need something, they can come here and get the service. And all it takes is a, a refundable deposit. But no matter what they need. Right? Fantastic. So if anyone needs, you know, anyone has a student who's here, a child who's here who has some kind of a medical need that comes up, it could always be a broken foot. It could be um, a need for oxygen tank, whatever it may be. You can come over to the uh, Yad Sara um, building on on Herzl Street. <laughs> Sorry. And, um, and they've got... Downstairs, they have a special place where you can come express express what your needs are, and they'll give you the uh, right products for you, the right medical equipment. Yeah, I think that covers. Hmm? Oh, there's one other thing I want to say. Hold on. When I came last week um, for a tour of Yad Sara, I was very inspired. So I, I agree with Susan that once you're here on a tour, you become inspired. And the first thought that came to me was that I had been planning um, my son's bar mitzvah, and I needed to come up with an idea of a class trip for his class at Torah Umada, which is part of Machon Lev. And we need, I needed to find something that was going to keep the boys entertained and inspire them. And my idea was trying to find a chesed they could relate to. Once I came on this tour and I saw the quality of the movie and the, 
visitor center, I said, this is where they need to come. Besides the fact that they learned down the street and all they needed to take was one bus. The, the group came uh, at the beginning of this week. We did a Hanachat Tfilin here. Um, there's a beautiful shul upstairs where the boys were able to daven. My son put on his Tfilin for the first time overlooking the city of Yerushalayim, even though it was a foggy day. And then afterwards, they went on the tour and the highlight was at the end when they did a hands-on workshop where four boys got together and built a walker. In Hebrew, it's called a halichon. So it was kind of like a, a build-a-walker experience. And they left, they left here feeling inspired and having donated nine walkers to Yad Sara, which will get used by people who need them. So, you know, you, you can, Yad Sara is definitely a place where you can think out of the box and you can figure out what's the right way to connect Yad Sara to your family and to your simcha. And um, they're also going to be opening up very soon a beautiful events hall on the top floor, which has incredible views of Jerusalem and a very large mirpeset. And it's not an events hall that you can just come in and rent. It's a place where people who have decided to include Yad Sara in their simcha can use the space and uh, and celebrate together with Yad Sara. So those are some other things. Really, Yad Sara's really come up with a lot of great ways to help tourists and to get involved in tourism in Jerusalem. Yes, Joanna, and thank you to you, and thank you to all the Yad Sara volunteers for joining us here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Unfortunately, my only really, you know, the only time that I really remember Yad Sara in Israel, unfortunately, I never really participated uh, with anything that they had to do to my regret. But uh, the only time that I really remember Yad Sara is, is so I went to Yeshiva Torah Chiraga in Israel. I went there for a year and a half, and I always either took the, I mean, Shana Aleph, I guess it was a 21 bus straight from wherever I was back to Shraga, or uh, now I think it's the train to connect to the 21. But it's all that, that Yad Sara junction where, uh, I guess now, again, you have to, you, you transfer from the train near Har Herzl. I passed it pretty much, you know, at least weekly, if not a few times a week. And whenever I was on the on the bus or on the train with my roommate, I'd always look at him and we'd see the staircase outside tons and tons of stairs it kind of spirals up and i said one day i I just need to run straight up and i'm going to go from the bottom and just run all the way until i get to the top probably pass out on the top because it's a ton of stairs i told him i would do it still i've never done it i really got to get to doing that but uh yatsara again a uh, wonderful organization and uh for more information about them or about joanna you can go to funinjerusalem.com joanna will have some stuff on them uh funinjerusalem.com for more information regarding Yad Sarah or what Joanna does, uh, especially as we, you know, Purim time means Pesach's coming. I know I didn't want to bring that up, but Joanna has so many great activities, so many things she could help you plan and coordinate. If you just contact her at funinjerusalem.com, she will go ahead and do that. So you should make sure, bookmark that page, funinjerusalem.com, contact her for everything and anything in Israel. More coming up on Bite Size. Purim, we have to play this song. The Purim song by the Maccabees. You love it, I love it. Here's the Maccabees, the Purim song. Stanford, tale so grand. Shushan is the place where it all began. The hidden miracle. One man, second in command. Slay all the Jews with his wicked plan. A scheme so miserable. He chose a day for 
disaster It's ironic what came after He didn't know a girl named Esther Would turn it upside down So raise your glasses if you can see The hidden meaning is right in front of you We will never be, never be anything but proud From behind the scenes, she wore the royal crown. Three days, the Jews just prayed. Queen Esther risked her life, went to save the day. She took Haman down. The streets were filled with celebration. Everyone ate hamantashen. Jubilation for the nation.
Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Adol HaYehudim, Havanavi Shemrash, Rash, Rash. Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Adol HaYehudim, Masechot Rashanim, Shirim Verikudim, Guys, that sounded great. But did you hear what I was doing on the Graga? I think we need more Graga. Shemi, 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 that sounded great too guys but I've got a fever. And the only prescription is more Graga. Take it away, boys. One, two, three, four. Mishem, 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 Lech Nesada. Marbim, 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 Besenchar. Mishem, 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 Lech Nesada. Marbim, 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 Besenchar. Whoa, Mishem, Lech Nesada. Whoa. That was Sheer Soul Singers, their a cappella mashup for Purim. I think they came out with it, it seems like, last year. Um, I actually never heard it before, but again, good fun. Good, good fun indeed. Uh, thank you for tuning into Bite Size here on the Nachum Siegel Network as we are at the top of the hour. Hour numero two, number two, which means we have another great hour of programming. And it starts with Tova Kanach's interview with the people at Tanufa. I will say no more. Here's Tova on Bite Size, right here on the Nachum Single Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in Katamonim Yerushalayim right now in the heart of the city with a very special person, two very special people, Gabi Nachmani, the founder of Tanufa Bakihila. We will find out what that is soon. And the PR director of Tanufa Bakihila, Rina Glazer. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Yoni. So, 
Tanufa is a nonprofit organization. You're helping to change the lives of many Israelis. Before we get into all the wonderful work that Tanufa is doing, can you give us, uh, Gabi, can you give us a little bit of background about who you are? Where are you from? Yeah, uh, I grew up in uh, the German colony in Jerusalem on Emek uh, Rafaim, which used to be back then the end of uh, Jerusalem. You know, the bus used to come from town, turn around and go back because uh, this was the end of Jerusalem <laughs> at the time. Uh, and the neighborhood was a pretty rundown neighborhood uh, at that time. It was a lot of uh, new immigrants who uh, came from many, many different countries, uh, often running in, a, in rundown homes that, uh, and not being able to uh, fix it. As children in the neighborhood, uh, we learned very quickly how to fix our home, and often we would go into the neighbors, into the homes of elderly and uh, uh, single mothers or, you know, and, and fix the, uh, help them fix their homes also. Not in a professional way, but in a way that would give them enough relief just for, to, uh, to get by. As a child, you do this? As a, as a, as a teenager. Wow, cola kavod. Yeah. Wow. So you're, that, you're a real Yerushalmi. A true Yerushalmi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you have a more of a, there's more details to the story. There is another, you know, another piece that maybe connects us to the uh, project also is that when we were uh, students at the Hebrew University, uh, we created a team, a volunteer team, that would go into homes uh, in the Machni Yuda uh, neighborhood in uh -huh. Jerusalem. And uh, Machni Yuda obviously is very, very old homes. Some of them are 100 years old, 120 years old. And uh, help the, uh, especially uh, older w women who were living alone uh, with anything that they needed, shopping, cleaning, and fixing their home. Wow, so you have a whole, your whole history is helping people. That's fantastic. Well, that's how we are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you, uh, you moved to America for a bit. Yeah, for a couple of years. But you came back to Israel. With my wife, who's an American, who uh, used to live in uh, Dayton, Ohio, and uh, yeah, we moved back here in uh, 1986. Fantastic. Wow. And Rina, you have a little bit of a connection. <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from Chicago, um, but the first few years that we were married, we were living in New York. And I'm a huge time fan of Nahum Siegel's show on the way to work every day. Oh, wow. Um, driving down the West Side Highway, that was my favorite radio show to be listening to, so it's a really fun throwback to be able to be on the show this morning. Fantastic. Um, we made Aliyah almost nine years ago this summer, um, and so we came to be part of Um and to help give back and help build future. Um, so it's a really special opportunity to be working for such an amazing non-for-profit that is helping change people's lives on a daily basis. Gabi and Rina, it says that Tanufa's mission is to repair the home, uplift the family. How are you accomplishing that? Who are you helping? Well, we get uh, long lists from the uh, from social, city social workers in uh, the eight cities that uh, we operate in. Uh, those social workers check the uh, the families. They know them already. They know that they, they yeah, their needs in the uh, in the home and the other needs that they may have in the uh, in the house. When we go into the homes, we go uh, with two of our staff members. It's the work foreman that comes and uh, maps the house and all the needs of uh, uh, what the house needs. If it's a leaky roof or if it's a broken uh, window or if it's uh, the walls that are uh, crumbling or any you know any of that and uh, a social worker that comes in and she maps all the issues in the family that can be repaired 
uh, through uh, social, ext extensive social work help that uh, she can give uh, to the family. So she's assessing everything that the family actually needs, and then Tanufa steps in and provides those things. Right, and also part of the gift of the social worker, um, that part of our program was added just last year, because um, we saw that as the family starts to experience these changes, all of a sudden there's this wonderful window of opportunity um, to try and build on that momentum of their hope. Um, and so the social worker comes in and she is able to meet with each member of the family, see what kind of things they're struggling with, um, and partner with them with the different non-for-profit organizations that deal with those pieces. So sometimes it's helping them find employment, sometimes it's helping them um, better manage their finances, sometimes it's helping teens at risk find better support, um, sometimes it's partnering them with DVI um, that provides free dental care. Um, and so the idea is that we're riding on the momentum of that change and helping them to change their future. Um, for some of the elderly or Holocaust survivors, it's more about helping them maintain their dignity. Um, and for some of the older families, for the families that are, sorry, <laughs> and for some of the families with younger children, it's really about changing their future, um, giving them different tools, different resources for them to be able to change their every day and for them to be proud to come home. You're uplifting their spirits. Yeah. That's tremendous. So it's not just fixing, renovating their homes. There's, it's, this is a much deeper mission. Yeah. It's building Jewish future. We're like sitting here in Catamonium and part of the fun of driving into Camille at this interview today was we were having a little bit of nostalgia as we pointed to each of the different apartments along the way that we've helped, of families that we've helped. Um, and we wanted to share with you some of the stories of who these people are and why our repairs have been meaningful. So Katamonim really is my shuna, it's my neighborhood, and uh, I would love to hear stories about, you know, some people that, you know, without their names, some people that live here that you've helped. Yeah, a um, single mother, for example, of uh, three children, uh, whose house was burned. This is an extreme uh, case, but yeah. uh, uh, we had many, many cases that are very similar to that. And uh, almost everything in the house was burnt, including the appliances and the furniture and, and even the, the school bags and the, the pencils. And, uh, you know, when we came in, we engaged another five organizations uh, along with us to come and, uh, and help. And this one helped with the um, electric system, you know, putting a new electric system in the house. The other one was the plumbing system that all melted. And, uh, wow. and then we got furniture and we got uh, uh, even even the school bags and the pencils, every single thing we got the uh, we got for the family, and uh, so this up, is up their spirit to get them, them back, back on their to feet. Life, you know, they, yeah. had, they had no hope before that. You know, and the children, what would they come back to? A burnt house, right? One of my favorite first exposures to Tanufa when I first started working with their team um, was we were, went to go visit an apartment um, of a middle-aged mom who had unfortunately had lost a son as a soldier in the army right. almost, I think, 15 years back. Um, and her home, the wall, there was a leak in her building and her home was falling to pieces. Um, but because her son had been the one who had painted her apartment before he passed away, um, she was having a really, really hard time and was really struggling with letting anyone touch it. Right. Um, and this is, I think, what makes Tanufa different than your average repair team. Um, was Yaron, our head repair head guy, <laughs> head repair guy for the Jerusalem area, yeah. um, sat with her and came up with a plan um, that was so human and touched me so deeply. Um, he basically had decided with her that in her room they would choose one strip of the walls that would remain 
the paint from when her son had painted it. Wow. Um, and it wasn't going to be a straight line because <sighs> nothing in her life seemed to fit or feel right after he passed away. Um, and that they would take all of his pictures that were scattered around the house and put them on that strip. So she would have a sacred memorial in a place that felt uh, incomplete. Um, but at the same time, he repainted, um, re plastered all the rest of her house to make it livable, to make it brighter. He chose friendly, happy colors um, and even helped her pick out artwork that felt like she was moving forward. Um, and so while he appreciated the need to memorialize her son and how what a important what a, part of her life he is. What a beautiful um, way he did it. He had heart in a very different kind of way. He's not just somebody who, you know, slaps plaster on the walls and leaves. He's somebody who really engages with the families, really looks into their needs um, and is looking out for their best interests to help them really move forward. Unbelievable. I'm so moved right now. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not often that you get to hear stories like this. You you drive on a bus, you drive in a car and you and you see the outside of buildings and inside each building there are a lot of apartments with a lot of stories. Yeah. And uh, I'm just honored to hear of them and I'm so impressed with all you, that you're doing. Um, so how can people get involved? You know, everyone's listening and they're saying, wow, I didn't know Tanupa existed. <laughs> how can they get involved? So first, um, we have a Facebook page that's really fun to follow. Okay. Um, it's really an honor for that to be my job in life. Um, is Every day we have our repairmen in different sites. Um, this past year we repaired 250 six houses. Um, next year we're shooting for 300, which means almost a house every other day. Um, sometimes two houses a day, depending on the repairs. And we have live feed. Um, come engage. Come be part of what's going on. Um, get to see this, Get to see what's happening. Be part of the story. Um, you know, you're checking the news. You're checking your live feed of whatever it is every morning. Put us, Make us part of your everyday. Um, come see the changes that are happening in Jerusalem, in our other seven cities, um, and be inspired. Um, what are some of the cities that, uh, that you're in? Uh, we have all the way from Chatzor in the north to Kriyat Gat in the south and uh, the whole Chadera uh, area and uh, around uh, Beit Shemesh and Jerusalem. Or Akiva, Party Right. Are there other ways that people can get involved other than... Yeah, so around the holidays we have all sorts of different projects and we'll have our Perm projects coming up. Um, but our favorite project that we're really excited to launch is a new Sister Home project. Um, oh. So many people are familiar with the idea of sister cities, um, you know, Chicago, New York, everyone has a sister city in Israel that they're looking to support. Um, and we're launching a new program that we're really excited about called the Sister Home. Um, and the idea is that everybody is involved in home repairs, um, people are trying to make their homes the most beautiful, um, happy, healthy, safe places for their families, um, and their families in Israel who are struggling. And the idea is for families, as they're doing their renovations or repairs, um, for them to have families on their radars. Um, and so every month we'll be posting a different family who we're looking to help. And the idea is for, as you're, I don't know, putting new tiles or new cabinets in your kitchens, for you to match that donation or match that repair, um, either via some of the different um, electricity stores um, or home repair stores for you to be able to purchase a new sink in honor of your new sink, a new refrigerator because you're getting a new refrigerator. Um, and the idea is for every month for us to be able to provide that family with all of their needs, um, matching them with your sister home. Um, so that'll be launched right, right around Pesach time as we're all getting ready to make our homes feel really special. And um, we'll be launching our first family home. And we invite you all to check it out every day and come see what kind of products we're offering. Maybe you want to be offering a new um, 
new linens, new towels, and uh, maybe you want to be, maybe you're in a position to help them, you know, replace their sink, replace their cabinets, and um, whatever it is, and we'll have a full list of what those products are um, and how you can help these families move forward, um, as well as a live feed of as we're changing it in real time. I just want to make a point. I, I had asked you about, you know, families coming in for a simcha, bar mitzvah, and thinking, wow, that would be such a great idea to have families come and help out. And you said specifically that why don't you want families to come and help? What is the point of these renovations? Is it so? The point of these renovations is for us to really be able to create a professional, right? A professional feel. Um, this isn't um, volunteers coming to slap some plaster. You know, we joke that um, when I first met Gabby, um, I put two and two together, and my husband Aaron and I had volunteered way back when we first got married. We were here for the summer, and we had heard about. Um, this organization that was repairing families' houses, and here in Katamonium, I'm sure it was one of these blocks here. We came into an elderly family's house, and we, on the spot, learned how to, you know, master plaster and fix their home. <laughs> yeah. um, and these are real professional repairs that are happening in the way in which they need to happen, um, so we, we can ensure that these families' homes are solid are up um, to par. and are up to yeah. par, and their homes that they're proud to come home to, and um, not just something that volunteers have put in good effort, um, but right. it's a different level, it's a different quality. So, Kolakovo to that. Um, is there anything that you would like to add before? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as families are coming to Israel, people are always looking for amazing ways to help, volunteer, be part of, um, and so we created this really wonderful initiative, um, riding on our social workers inside scoop. Um, all these families, as we're working with them, we're trying to help them move forward. Um, but sometimes everybody just needs an extra boost. Um, and so okay. we created a program called shop till you drop. And the idea is that as opposed to some of these other organizations that um, give a standard um, package or gift to different families, you know, two challahs, two bottles of grape juice, ten cans of whatever. Uh -huh. um, the idea was that the social worker is in a unique position to really know what the families need. Um, and so we invite families when they come um, to shop till they drop for Israel's needy. And the idea is that they pledge a donation and then we create a shopping list that matches that donation that goes to a specific family to give them the boost that they need. So if they're a family um, with little kids, maybe it's diapers that they need that are too expensive or formula that's too expensive, uh -huh. or maybe it's special cereals to help them feel like somebody cares about them. A nice Shabbos cereal. Um, a nice Shabbos cereal. Um, or maybe it's an elderly couple over um, winter break we did for a family who um, had just come back from surgery and was coming back from the hospital. And so it was all things that you would want as like a little special treat to help you feel like other people care about you. Um, uh -huh. And the idea is for them to not feel like they're alone, and for us to give them a boost to feel like they could keep moving and keep moving forward. So it sounds like you're really dedicated to your mission of uh, repairing the home, uplifting the family. Um, Gabby, is there anything that you'd like to add about uh, about Tanufa? The problem in Israel of uh, having having so many uh, needy people around, um, there's no other organization, to my, to the best of my knowledge, that uh, does a similar work to what we do. And there's no city in Israel that doesn't need our help. The, the fact is, we're only in eight cities, and we're striving to uh, expand to as many cities as possible, so we can help people. To help more. In, in other in other cities, yeah, around the country. Wow, I've chills. <laughs> it's an inspiring morning in Jerusalem. This is a very inspirational interview. I'm wow. Um, before we end off, you trout. You said you're in so many different cities. You're or you shall me. You know, from the start. Um, is there a specific place? I'll ask both of you. I end up all my interviews like this. Um, is there a specific place that you could call is uh, your happy place in Israel? What's your Israel happy place? My happy place in Israel is Machne Yehuda, the Shuk in oh, Machne Yehuda. I love it. Mine too. <laughs> Why is it yours? As a child, I used to escort my mo my mother to go and uh, you know every every Thursday and bring all the Salim, 
you know, the big, the big yeah. baskets and schlep them on the bus all the way to the German colony. Wow. And now, you know, to see how the, the whole thing is so thriving and beautiful and so many people there and music and, uh, ah. they, yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. I, it. I knew we'd get along. Some of us will make a Yehuda fan, I won't lie. Um, but in the sake of being different. Um, yeah. So when we first made Aliyah, we lived in Jerusalem. And there's this coffee shop in the middle of Palmach called Dushanit. Um, and if you sit there on a Wednesday morning, um, all the older generation of people who remember Jerusalem as it once was um, sit around and kibitz and schmooze and tell stories about how they used to fly kites down Palmach when it didn't really have pavement. And, uh-huh. and so I would say that that's my happy, pa- happy place. It's a place that's family owned and has been around for generations. Wow. Um, and the clientele is people who are vatikim, you know, are old timers of Jerusalem. And um, it feels exciting to get to be on riding on their shoulders um, and Beautiful. be raising our kids on the streets. Wow, that's very special. It's all about the stories. Yeah, always. Okay, so Gabby and Rina, thank you so much for meeting with me and telling everybody about Tanufa. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Of course, tremendous success, and uh, can't wait to hear more amazing things coming uh, out of your nonprofit organization of Tanufa Bakila. Thanks, Tova. Thank you. Thank you, Yoni. Back to you. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Gabby Nachmani and Rina Glazer of Tanufa Bakila, for more information. Uh, check out Tova Connect in Israel, Tova in Israel on Facebook, tovainisrael.com, and uh, plenty more where all of that came from. More coming up on Bite Size. Again, this week's Four to the Door Purim themed. You don't want to miss that with Jamie and I, but otherwise, more Purim music here on the Nachum Single Network. King said, Vashti, come and dance. La, 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 la. The queen, she said, no way, no chance. La, 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 la. So Achashverosh, he erased her. La, 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 la. And soon Queen Esther, she replaced her. and Teresh soldiers too They plan to kill the king It's true But overheard by Mordechai The king would live and they would die Come to hate the Jews of Persia, he was framing, and we all know his name is Haman.
would bow. But Mordechai, no way, no how. So Haman said, since you refuse, I'll punish you with all the Jews. Then Mordechai said, Esther knew. Tell Achashverosh you're a Jew. The queen, with fear and hesitation, she begged the king to save her nation. his tree would swing Mordechai got Haman's ring This Purim story what a thriller We read each year from the Megillah
ועל הפורקן ועל הגבורות ועל התשואות והמלחמות שעשית לאבותינו בימים ההם בזמן הזה. על הניסים ועל הפורקן ועל הגבורות ועל התשואות ועל המלחמות שעשית לאבותינו בימים ההם בזמן הזה. Ah, 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 ah,
As you are tuned into the last few minutes here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Perm themed Ford of the Door this week as I teased throughout. Jamie Turkel, our assistant programming director, joins me for Ford of the Door, though. When I say joins, it doesn't mean she joins me on air. But as usual, she is off to the side. She is busy doing work. Uh, she handed me her four to the door list. I have my four to the door list. So here's how this segment works if you have yet to tune in for this part of the show. Four to the Door is a segment we do at the end of every show. Uh, it's our top four favorite blank. It usually has something to do with the theme of the day. Uh, so maybe something that happened during an interview, which uh, sparked a theme. Maybe it just has something to do with the time of the year. So this week, you know, last week was we were in Boca Raton. We were on a road trip, so we did our top four favorite road trip snacks. This week, we uh, our perm theme. So we did our top four favorite things about Purim in general. Four is our top four. To the door is door you exit. Four to the door wraps up every week. I know, cute, right? Thank you. So uh, this week's four to the door is, again, top four favorite things about Purim. And as usual, I will read Jamie's list first, four to one, then my list, four to the one. And uh, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, leave a comment on the app or leave me an email, yoni at nachomsegel.com. I'm pretty much down to answer anything, so... Again, Yoni at NahumSiegel.com. And without further ado, this week's Four to the Door, top four favorite 
things about Purim. Number four on Jamie's list, seeing all friends and family. Very cute. Uh, I just feel like it's something that's been on Jamie's list. But I guess that's just a holiday thing in general. You know, when we talked about Hanukkah and we talk about different holiday-related things, usually family and friends comes up. So, you know, I applaud Jamie for that. Family and friends means something to her. And uh, it does appear on my list, so again, can't really fault her. Number three on Jamie's list, costumes. I'll give it to her. Costumes, uh, a very fun, good, good. Sh- you know, a lot of people have really creative ideas, uh, whether it's a couple, whether it's just a person, usually has something to do with something that happened that year. But again, people change it up. I am personally not a big costume guy. I, I think I've dressed up most of the time. But, uh, I mean, this year, I, I don't want to, this year, I'm pretty, I think I'm going to end up doing the same thing as last year. This year, a lot of people are like, why don't you just be a Wheel of Fortune contestant? You were on Wheel of Fortune, you have the name. I was like, yeah, but like, eh, that's not fun. Like, first of all, then I have to be a su- wear a suit, because I'd probably wear the same thing. I'd have to wear a suit, which, if you check the weather now, it's supposed to be cold, it might be snowing. Um, and I just don't want to be a suit in perm. Um, and be, I don't know. I don't find it to be so fun. It's literally just the name tag, and then it's like, oh, that's your costume? Eh. Maybe we'll revisit. We'll see. I don't know. But number three on Jamie's list was costumes. Number two on Jamie's list, candy. Now, it, I love candy, so 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 I hear it. I'm just a little confused because number one on Jamie's list is creativity of Shalach Mano. So, like, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand, Jamie. Yeah. She's kind of, like, giving me the uh, the nod back and forth. Like, I hear you, Yoni. Uh, candy, fine. I'll I'll, give, I'll put candy number two. Good creativity of Shalach Manos, excellent. I mean, back home in Houston, there are so many different creative families that come up with the most bizarre yet creative yet very thoughtful Mishloch Manot. It's really every year. It's like, oh, what is this family going to do? You know. Uh, and then you know, while I've been in New York for the last several years, and my friends, they also have some very creative. Sometimes it goes with their costume. I remember last year, uh, two of my, uh, I mean, they're both my friends, a couple, they dressed up as, what was it, anger and joy, or one of the, the two of the emotions from the movie Inside Out, and so their Mishloch Manot had the five different colors, yellow, blue, red, green, and shoot, what's the other one, orange maybe, uh, of the emotions, and, and so it was like gumballs and, and this colored M&Ms, it was very thoughtful, very creative. Uh, so it's always exciting to see what those types of couples, those creative couples or creative singles, either or, what they do. Again, so four to one on Jamie's top four to the door, top four favorite Purim things about Purim. Number four, seeing all of our friends and family. Number three, costumes. Number two, candy. Number one, creativity of Mishloach Manot. And now Yoni Pollock's four to the door, top four favorite moments. Number four on Yoni's list, my list, friends. For the last, again, four or five years, I've been spending it with friends. Great time. Now, my friends, my crew, if you will, we happen to do, uh, we happen to do Mishloch, not, excuse me, not Mishloch Manot. We happen to do a lot of things. I'm, I'm just like looking at the list and that's why Mishloch Manot came to my head. But my friends, my crew, we happen to do a lot of things together. So we'll go out a lot. We'll uh, both with the couple, you know, with the wives and not with the wives. We have different events, but Super Bowl is always a big thing. So the Super Bowl was just last month, so we had a big thing for Super Bowl. Suda's a big thing. Uh, in the summer, we try to do a Shabbos together, wherever it is sometimes. You know, wherever it is. Last year was in the Poconos, a great time. Uh, we do, we have some, you know, Saturday nights we'll go out for birthdays. 
people graduating, finishing big accomplishments in school, whatever it is, with work. So so we celebrate a lot. We're together a lot. But eventually those times are going to come to an end. So every single time is a special moment for me, I, I believe, a special moment for all of our friends. And we cherish those moments as long as we can. You know, you never know how many more programs together you're going to have. Eventually people are going to move out. It's going to be harder. People are going to have kids. So uh, these moments are truly special for me and hopefully, I believe, for all my friends as well. Number three on my list, Mishloach Manot. Now, for me, it's not necessarily it's the giving of it. For me, it's it's the eating of it, the taking of it. Chocolate, I mean, here's a you know disclaimer for anyone that plans on getting me Mishloach Manot. Chocolate's pretty much pretty much a favorite throughout. So so chocolate anything, milk chocolate that is chocolate anything. You're a winner in my book. But Mishloach Manot, number three on my list, my favorite, and probably the reason uh, I'm a little bigger than I should be. But hey, you gotta enjoy life, you know. You only have X amount of years. Enjoy it while you can. Number three, again, Mishloch Manot. Number two on my list is the Chagiga. The Chagiga the night before. It's been at YU for me the last several years, but when I was in Yeshiva, the Yeshiva Chagiga. What a fun, fun time with your chevra, with your friends. The music, and it makes sense. Anyone that knows me, I love weddings. I love Jewish music. I love that dancing. So the Chagiga is just an awesome time. It's like a wedding, but on steroids. It's incredible. A lot of fun. in the Wayu Chagiga, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of kids in the Rebbeim. Uh, different singers. I know uh, Shim Kramer, Schlagbaum, Spinner. I think they're all together. They were, I think, last year. I don't know who's doing it this year. Chagiga is a lot of fun. Anyone that's been a part of any Chagiga, but especially the Wayu Chagiga, I think they'll agree with me. A great time for all. And number one on my list, kind of teased it before with my friends in general, but number one on my list is the Seuda. Uh, back home in Houston growing up, the Suda was not a big thing. I'd, I'd do it with family uh, or whatever. It wasn't like something that we did that was so exciting, whatever. It was like, okay, great, good food. not going to complain about that. But then Yeshiva, you go to your Chagiga. Uh, I, I did it. Uh, we actually, at the time, my, my Rebbe at the time was expecting a child, I think within the next like few weeks. So they couldn't do it at their apartment. So we joined with another Shear, and it was an epic Suda. It was just so much fun. It was like 30 of us. Memorable moments. Uh, so that kind of opened up my eyes to what a what a suda should really be like. And then my first year at YU was Shana, uh, I finished on a bet in January. Went to YU and and I didn't really know a lot of people. And our friends were for the most part doing things with family. So it was me and a few out of town friends. We're like, what are we supposed to do? Like, so we actually did our chagiga. Excuse me, we did our suda at Golan. I know a little sad. Me and me and two other guys. We had a good time, though, and then we went to see a movie. Uh, what was it? Was it Horton Harris? Who was it? The Lorax? It was one of those. I think it was the Lorax. Um, but since then, Asuda, every every other year since then, this is my second year hosting it in my apartment. See, what happens is, uh, you know, I live with a few other guys, and the rest of my friends are pretty much married, so it's like all the wives are like, mm, let's not do it at our apartment, and I get that. Totally fair. And so, like, I was like, listen, I'll volunteer. I, I don't mind. Like, the cleaning... It, it last year was a bit messy, a few wine spills, but otherwise, and, and just a ton of food everywhere, but not like crazy to clean. Um, it doesn't bother me. I am somewhat of a neat freak, but I, you know, I, I clean pretty much quickly, and and people help out, which is much appreciate much appreciated. The the my only concern about the Suda in my apartment, and this year there are going to be thirty people or so we're expecting, probably even more when people come in and out, uh, is just space. Unfortunately, my apartment isn't conducive for these types of things now we fit last year over 20 um 
and the suda was awesome, just amazing. The music, the dancing, etc. So I'm expecting much of the same this week, this week, this year, but I just don't know how we're going to fit 30 people. It's going to be exciting to see. Maybe I'll take a picture and uh, show people. I don't know. Maybe I'll record a few moments of it for next week, bite size. I don't know. I I cannot plan that right now. But the Suda is by far my favorite moment about Purim, and I look forward to it every year. I'd love to host it for years on out. It's such a great time. Our friends come together. We all make food. We all buy food. And uh, it's really such a great, great time. So four to one on my list. Again, friends, Mishloch, Mano, Chagiga, Suda. That's my list. Jamie's list, four to one. Sing all our friends and family. Costume, candies, Mishloch, Mano. Yoni and if you want to vote for who wins this week. Last week we had Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography who was with me in that side room at Boca Raton. He, he uh, unfortunately, he, he judged the board of the door last week and said Jamie wins. All right, listen, Jamie's got to win every here and there. But let me know at yoni at nachomsegal.com if you have your vote or leave an app comment on the NSN app. And I'd like to thank all of you for joining me here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network over the last two hours. It's been a fun two hours. Purim has me pumped. Now a little tired because I have so much energy putting into the show. It's only pretty much 11 o'clock here, but I'm excited for the rest of the day, the rest of the week. Tomorrow's a fast day. And thank God, Baruch Hashem, I am a great faster. So it's not like, and, and listen, at 11 a.m. tomorrow, I'm going to be like, shoot, I'd love to have a drink of water. I'd love to have some Cheerios, which happens to be my go-to breakfast here in the morning. Buy a box of Cheerios, pour it into a cup. No milk, just pound Cheerios. A little healthy. Good for the cholesterol, right? That's what the box says. But, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be a little tough, but thank God I'm a good faster. We'll go to Mincha. And then, uh, I don't even know what my schedule is tomorrow. Do we get to go home early? Intent? I'm Mary Menachem aren't in here right now, but I got to find that out. If I'm, maybe we could head home early. Grab a Marv. Eat. And then uh, enjoy the rest of Thursday night. But once Friday comes, i got to get ready for Shabbos. Got to set up the apartment. Because once Shabbos comes, it pretty, it pretty once Shabbos comes, it's like Perm starts. Because Shabbos ends and Megillah and the whole thing. It's a, it's a fast 24 hours, but it's a fun 24 hours. So once when it kind of connects with Shabbos on the back end, uh, it makes for a long, longer Perm, which is awesome. But again, thank you all for bearing with me, for tuning in to me, to Baitai's here on the Nachum Siegel Network over the last two hours. We thank Tova Knecht, her interview with Tanufa, Joanna Shepson, her interview with a few uh, of the wonderful people at Yad Sarah. Again, Tova and Israel on Facebook for anything with Tova Connect, Tova and Israel.com. Joanna Shepson, Joanna, uh, not Joanna and Israel, but funinjerusalem.com to contact her for anything and anything and anything and everything you might need uh, while you head to Israel for Pesach or just in general, she can help coordinate anything you'd like there. Uh, let me uh, shout out to our social media channels. You're welcome, Jamie. On Facebook, at Nachum Siegel Network. On Twitter, at Nachum Siegel Network. And on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network. Let me repeat that because sometimes I go a little too fast. Facebook, Nachum Siegel Network. Just type that in, like it, post on our wall. Send the message. Jamie will check it out. Jamie uh, does a wonderful job on our social media channels on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net. 
Again, not network, at Nahum Siegel Net. And on Instagram, Nahum Siegel Network. If you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, I've been bringing this message home for the last, what is it now, six, seven months. Download the NSN app. What, like, what, what are you doing not downloading the NSN app? So are you listening to me just online or on, on the phone line? Which Again, both great options. But the NSN app is the absolute best option to catch all of our content while on the run, in the car, whatever it is. The NSN app is definitely the best way to listen to us. So go to the Google Play Store, the App Store on Apple, and download the NSN app. If you haven't yet checked out the NSN Kosher Halftime Show, just type in Kosher Halftime Show 2017. It should show up. Arya Kunstler did an excellent job for all of our programming while we were in Boca. Whether that's the armchair conversation, what about the NSN Mega Event, the NSN NBN Mega Event that happened just the day before Boca? What about Thursday's live lunch, Manischewitz? Last week was a packed week, a fun but packed week, packed but fun week, however you want to say it. Truly was fun. We were at John Jay College Sunday, Boca on Monday, Boca on Tuesday, Boca on Wednesday, Muncie on Thursday, in my bed, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, but it was it was really a fun week. You could check out all the videos on NahumSiegel.com or on our YouTube page, NahumSiegel Network, I think, NahumSiegel Network, whatever it is, type in the event, you'll be able to to find the video. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day, a happy Purim, Freilich and Purim, a great week, a great Shabbos, and as always, I'd like to remind you that the bite size is the right size.